0: Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Best Things Pod as well. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Aaron.
1: Hello, Internets. Hi. Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. I'm Craig. That's Aaron. And, uh... We're doing a podcast today. And this is a this is going to be a fun one. I'm a little excited about this. You know, we're we're almost to fall. We're almost to fall. I'm wearing a hoodie. I was just talking to you right before we hit record that I know it's a little early for me to be wearing a hoodie, but I just couldn't wait any longer. Like we are we are sniffing around on September and it is time. It's time. It's just time it's, it's time to start to leave summer behind us. And start thinking toward the fall. Well, and I'm yeah, here for
2: it. I mean, we're enjoying this cool fall air that has rolled in <laughs> <laughs> to the tune of only 90 degrees. <laughs>
1: Actually, I think there is uh, at the time of recording this. I think I see some 80s for highs coming. Yeah, up I was soon.
2: I was looking at the calendar, and I am doing my best weatherman uh, outlook and. Based on what I've seen, I'm just going off of that saying that I think we are supposed to be, as you are listening to this, enjoying some cooler weather than what we have had, at least here in the southern part of the U.S. Yeah.
1: I think at the time of recording this, like, the hottest weather is definitely, I think, behind us. Yeah. And, of course, as I say that, we're probably going to get a major heat wave hit us in September and 100 degrees weather is coming back. But, you know, that's just how it goes. Um Aaron today I love this topic. This is one on your list and uh this is this is a deep well as as we were looking through some of these things this is a deep
2: rich well of content. It it is. And, and I I I think it's a two-parter. Okay, I'm I'm beginning to think so because also. you've got your store brands, yeah. and you've got your restaurants. Yeah,
1: we, we've we've got to split them up. I don't think we can cover them all in one. They does
2: they each deserve their own.
1: So which one are we doing today?
2: Let's do let's do the store brand okay, food good. mascots.
1: Yeah, so that's what we're talking about today. A food mascots. Food mascots are are essential in marketing. Maybe less essential today, but at one point in history, in the middle of the 20th century like you, you are not a successful food brand. If you did not have a mascot and I'm, I'm realizing uh, it feels like so many of our episodes tend to lean a little bit nostalgic lately. I don't know if that's just cause we're both in our midlife crisis phase of life, but like, uh, you know, you look back at seventies, eighties, nineties, and all these brands started coming out with all these mascots and these spokespeople and these characters. Um, and, as we get into the uh, early parts of the 21st century, now you know 20 something years into it, there are some of those that are having to retroactively be changed because of culture, right? But for the most part, some of these live just rent free in our mind. About you know we don't even think about them anymore. We see them on TV and commercials, and we immediately just recognize who they are. Um. So. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. Is, is there any more buildup or do we just jump right
2: in? I think you jump into I it think all like, four feet. <laughs> four feet?
0: Well, yeah.
1: Depending Ma- on the mascot.
0: It depends yeah,
2: yeah. on the mascot. See what I did there? And, and yeah.
1: Okay, let's get into it.
0: Before we figure out which one's the best thing, we have to talk about all the things. It's time for The Thing About the Things.
1: All right, we're talking about food mascots. We're talking about a lot of food mascots. And like Aaron said, this is a two-parter. Expect part two at some point where we talk about restaurant or chain restaurant mascots at some point. But today we're talking about food mascots you can find in the grocery aisles of your favorite supermarket of choice.
2: Aaron, why don't you give us one? Okay. I've been putting the ones on my list that I feel like are some of my favorites and the ones I would say might be the most iconic, the best. And I'm going to start with Kool-Aid man. Oh yeah. You know, see what I did there. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're going to come busting through a wall at any second. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you looked at Kool-Aid man yet online? I don't want to ask you a question if you've already looked at some of his statistics. No. Okay. I haven't. Do you know when he originally debuted? What year?
1: Um, can I, let's see. I would love to guess. I'm going yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> I guess. Uh-huh. Um, I would like to, I don't know that I can, but I, I'm going to say, I, I know it's pre eighties. I want to say it's pre seventies. I want, I'll, I'm going to go 19. For some reason, 1961 is in my head.
2: You're not that far off. Really? You're fairly close. Okay. Yeah. 1954, though. Okay. So when he began, uh, he was actually just a pitcher at that point. It was a smiling pick pitcher. Yeah. And in 1956, they gave him arms and legs. Okay. And then... So you said the Kool-Aid man evolved. He He's evolved. He's just he, evolving. Over, it took him two years to grow his arms and legs. And then 1975 is when he made his commercial debut. Oh, okay, he was only a print advertising uh, mascot up to that point. Uh, in 2006, he was voted the favorite icon during Advertising Week. And have you ever wondered what size he wears? I was just I just saw. Did that. you see that? That is hilarious. He wears a 15 XL. That, that's a big dude it is that's a giant picture of kool-aid he's got his own uh footprint at the uh, man's Chinese theater in Hollywood It's wild man that is just so oh. I didn't know they did that for brands I didn't either I thought that was just for like actors and and oh, I mean I guess he is well, a character but is he that big though apparently. Is Kool-Aid Man still around? I mean, yeah. I, do you see him in commercials? I don't watch. This. We don't this see commercials don't that often. I don't see
1: commercials at all. So it's really hard for me. I'm assuming he still is because I see him on the boxes and stuff when I'm going
2: through the grocery aisle and I see Kool-Aid stuff. He's on their containers. I mean, the dude has surfed. He's jet skied. He plays guitar. He starred in his own comic book series. He had his own computer game. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Kool-Aid Man is a legend. For real. Well, I mean,
1: he's been spoofed on like SNL. You know, just smashing through the wall. I mean, it's it's that smashing through the wall is so recognizable in in pop culture, along so, with his catchphrase of "Oh yeah, yeah." Um, I mean, yeah, you you can apply that to anything. Anytime somebody, I mean, how many times has somebody said, "Why don't you just burst through that wall like the Kool Aid Man?" Like, you could have never had Kool Aid,
2: and you know about the Kool Aid Man, a hundred percent. I mean, I've opened doors up and come in. They're like, man, you're coming into this room like a Kool-Aid man. <laughs> and do you think that is – do you think that kind of uh, just being
1: in the zeitgeist like that, do you think that's going away now that people aren't watching commercials as much? Like with, with cable TV and network TV dying away, do you think all that goes away with it?
2: it? I mean, it feels like it is. I mean, I asked you if he's still around or not because I have not seen commercials – in long enough that I'm not sure I, I'm seeing a commercial here. It looks like from 2017 that he was in. So at least that long ago, he was still around. Um, it's a, uh, I do think it's, it's
1: almost, it almost is just a sign of the times. Like, I think, I think we're going to see less and less of these kinds of characters make their presence known in the everyday because they are,
2: we're, we're just not seeing them as much. Kool-Aid is such a big part of a kid's life. Or at least it used to be. Yeah. Um, we may be so health conscious now. Maybe. That I, there he comes busting through a wall. See, I just, I love it. I'm sitting over here watching Kool-Aid commercials. <laughs> well, uh, speaking
1: of being health conscious and kids, another brand that has an a icon. Now, this one does not move a lot, but the Quaker Oats Man. Oh, I mean, you, you pick up a box of Quaker Oats, and okay. apparently he has a name. I didn't know this. His name is Larry. Wait, what? Yeah. The Quaker Oats guy's name is Larry. I thought that it was William Penn. Well, it's based off of William Penn. So its design is based off of William Penn. But okay. apparently, within the company, uh, they they call him Larry. Um And ironically enough, I just watched a – I'm I'm in the middle of uh, binge-watching a documentary series on History Channel called The Food That Built America. And that's one reason I wanted wanted to go ahead and mention this because I'm going to forget it otherwise. Um, You know, before Quaker Oats came around, uh, you know, they kind of brought in rolled oats because before that, you know, it wasn't maybe necessarily the most healthy. Uh, A lot of times you get other stuff in it. And so the the true story is Quaker Oats has nothing to do with Quakers. Does it not? It has nothing to do with them. Oh. But the only reason they used the name Quaker and they have this man on the logo is because at that point in food history, it was not uncommon for stuff to get bacteria and to be dirty and to be you know sloppy and just be unhealthy. So they wanted... To portray this Quaker lifestyle oh, to be clean and right, healthy and good for you. And this is sealed well and everything done with excellence. And so they came up with the Quaker brand in 1877 and started promoting that. And so they put Larry and they based him off of William Penn. Uh, okay, but hes see,
2: I always just assumed it was a drawing of... William Penn, and that's who it was. One of the oldest mascots still in existence. Very little change in 130 plus years. So they introduced him in 1877 Mm -hmm. when they built the brand. Yeah. Wow. So he's been around for a long time. That's some stay
1: in power. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I don't ever remember him being, you know, animated or live action (sighs) version of him.
2: I mean, I feel like in some commercials, maybe he winks or maybe yeah, nods. Sounds, it's very minimal movement, if right, any. But yeah. I feel like I remember him doing a little something. That,
1: that's a good point. That that may have happened. I could see them doing that, especially, you know, again, early 2000s, 90s. If there's a kid's version of oatmeal that they're trying to promote, I can see him doing that. you a fan of the oatmeal? I do. I, I like oatmeal from time to time. You ever had steel cut oats? Um, I, I, not to my
2: knowledge. I love steel cut oats. Uh, the Quaker steel cut oats is a is a real go to. We like those. Hmm. They're they're a lot different texture than the old fashioned. Have you ever oats. done
1: overnight oats?
2: Yes, we do that with the steel cut. Really? Yep. Toast them up in the in the skillet. Put your liquid in. Put the uh, lid on top. Let them sit overnight.
1: See, I've never I've never done any of that. The the, the, the my my extent of of oats is the pre made package that you just add boiling water or milk or something to and just eat it. That's that's my extent. I used to do it when I worked at the advertising firm. I used to, uh, I got on a really big oatmeal kick for a while, and I would put it in a coffee mug. That's how I'd eat them. Ooh, yeah, in a coffee mug because you throw it in the microwave. It's supposed to be real heart
2: healthy, I think. Yeah. Who else we got, Mr. Peanut? Oh yeah, I think I think that's a one of the iconic. Oh, huge. Uh, he's the Planters brand. Yeah, uh, mascot. And was introduced way back in 1916. Yeah. It was a schoolboy by the name of Antonio Gentile mm-hmm. who made this sketch, submitted it to a brand icon contest. That may be Gentile. It, I see, it may I, literally be Gentile. That's what I thought at first. I was like, <laughs> I've never heard anybody named Gentile. Uh, I haven't either. That's so funny. Mr. Gentile Gentile, whatever it is, uh... He appeared on his first billboard, New York City Times Square, in the f- 1937. And in the 50s, he was in the TV commercials. And in 1997, he debuted in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, yeah.
1: Do you know how much Antonio Gentile was paid for the idea? I'm going to say nothing. He was paid $5. Wow. I wonder if he got any stocks, because he should have. <laughs> uh, do you remember a couple years ago they killed off Mr. Peanut? Wait, you don't remember that? Right before the Super Bowl, they killed off Mr. Peanut. Yes. And this was back when, like, Baby Groot, Baby Yoda, all the baby yes. characters were super popular. And they brought back Mr. Peanut as a baby peanut. And I think that's a stretch. I think they were really stretching to try to, to capitalize on the cuteness that apparently our culture was into at that point.
2: Uh, well, okay. Five bucks in today's money is worth $135.91. Wow. That's wild. That ain't much for creating that big brand. No, but it? for a 14-year-old kid, you know. In 1916? Yeah. Uh, He's 2.87 inches tall. Oh, according, really? according to his Facebook page. They have his dimensions on here. 2.87. Okay. So You're talking about that. That's a big peanut. I guess you got to count legs and, and top hat. He weighs 1.48 ounces. That that makes sense. He's a Virgo.
1: <laughs> they have all this information about
2: the peanut? He enjoys starring in and doing his own stunts. I believe that. As well as training for triathlons.
1: <laughs> athlons.
2: Contemplating and Gosh. problem solving. <laughs> what are we doing? You know somebody got paid to write all that. Somebody got to come <laughs> up with Mr. Peanut's backstory. <laughs>
1: I want to know what, how many drafts they came up with before they landed on that. Like, did they think, no, should he be a Virgo, maybe a Libra, maybe, oh, I don't know. Would you,
2: would you hang out with Mister Peanut? I think so. Does he strike you as the kind of guy that you?
1: What's, you know, it's funny. Old school Mister Peanut felt because he has the top hat, the monocle, the cane. He feels fancy, but all the commercials you see recently, the last five years, he's doing like skydiving stuff, and he's all cool and hip and. And I'm wondering, I want to know which one's the real peanut. Like, it, it, was he putting on a facade for Ooh. so many years? Or is this his, is he trying to be too hip and cool like a, you know, Toby Maguire, the
2: old youth pastor? You, you know? see, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, this looks like the guy that would hang out with the Monopoly man. Right. Like, yeah. they would get together. They would read the, I, the stock pages and the paper.
1: Yeah, you know, that was always a big... uh one of the big things about the, you know, the, what is it? The Mandela effect. People think the Monopoly man has a monocle. He does not. He does not. He? I think people are, are crossbreeding. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Peanut. Because they, the exactly. they, they both have a, the Exactly. They both have the cane. Yep. I think that's what's happening. I think I've cracked the code. Boom. We're solving things here. You're welcome, Internet. Um, let's see. Let's go to Tony the Tiger. Oh, yes. They're great. Great. Uh, yeah, Tony the Tiger, all, he is, I would agree with this article where it says that Tony the Tiger is almost as famous as Tigers. I would say that m- most people, when they think of a Tiger, they think like of Tony, Tony the Tiger. I think yes. they're just tied together. He, he's got to be the most famous Tiger, right? Even more famous than Tigger.
2: Mm. Well, Na- I don't know. N-
1: name a more famous Tiger.
2: I, w- I was gonna say Tigger.
1: I mean I, w- I would argue that t- uh, that tony is more more famous mm. I don't know on that one uh his first year was in 1952 um he was originally uh he was the original spokes tiger is what this article says he's he's been the only real mascot that they've had I do remember um hearing about this in a in a podcast one time that tony the tiger was actually, before it was created, he was actually one of four mascots that Frosted Flakes had. And so they kind of put them out on a trial basis, all these other ones, and they, the, I think either the, the general public got to vote. I can't remember if it's the general public or if it is just a, a team of execs or something with a company. But they all voted. And so Tony was up against Katie the Kangaroo, Elmo the Elephant, and Newt, the new or the G new, whatever that is. What's a new? It's that right there. Why would, why, why, why would that have made the top four for a cereal brand? Is it just cause it's so unique? New, new, like, why go. If you're, if you're listening to this, go look up a new, like, why is that going to be your mascot? I get Katie, the kangaroo. They're new. <laughs> I get Katie the kangaroo. That kind of makes some sense. Kangaroo that, that rolls off the tongue. Uh, the elephant, sure, okay. Newt the new. <laughs> it's it's obvious why Tony won though. Uh,
2: yeah. And they were. Uh, I mean, we did a we did an episode on cereal. Yeah, a couple years ago. I don't remember where. Frosted Flakes came in, but... They're one of my favorites. I was going to say they're one of my favorites now. That may completely contradict what I said I know. a couple of <laughs> years ago, but I feel like they're way up there for I me. too. And Tony made them fun as a kid. He made yeah. me want to eat Frosted Flakes. Yeah. They're solid. Well, and
1: he's one of those that... In, in he he has aged well. That That's one that he has, as we've gone into a healthy lifestyle and a more health-conscious... He promotes being active, right? You see all the commercials you see him in. He's playing soccer. He's playing hockey. He's doing all these sports. I mean, Frosted Flakes have become the kid's version of Wheaties because yeah. of Tony's involvement in that. So I think, I think you owe a lot of that to him.
2: What else? Well, let's stay in the health-conscious side of things. Let's talk about the Jolly Green Giant. Ho, ho, ho. It, he has the same catchphrase as Santa Claus. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Is he doubling a Santa? Is it possible that he could be Santa during the year? No. Are they related? No. Why do they have the same exact catchphrase then?
1: One of them is ripping off the other. (laughs) That's what I've come to. (laughs) Did you know that the creator of Green Giant, or the Jolly Green Giant, is the same guy who created Tony the Tiger? Is it really? Same guy. Leo Burnett. That dude is like a goat. Then I know he's he's all over the place. Like I've seen his name pop up on a few of these different lists.
2: I hope that he's made more than five bucks. Off I hope of his so. Creations. Yeah,
1: that's right. Uh, Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, you know. I again, we're we're, we're leaning back on nostalgia, but I, I remember, you know, those commercials growing up. You know, it, it's not like he did a lot. He just ho ho ho, and he reached down and and either gave them a can of of beans or he he picked up something like he, he wasn't like breaking through walls or doing anything crazy he was just being you know just kind of hopping in
2: i i grew up always watching uh tv land when i was a, when i was a kid and so i would see a lot of the old commercials yeah and i remember i i can remember even some black and white commercials with the Jolly Green Giant in it. Yeah. I'm watching one here from the nineteen sixties where he's really not the main attraction of the commercial. It's some other <laughs> stuff going on. He reached down. Um I'm telling you,
1: like he does not have a big role to play at all. Like he says the ho 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 and he and it, is it ho 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 or is it oh 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 crisp young beans
2: sliced at an angle for more fresh beans. I'm trying to get to that part of the commercial. <laughs> it's got to be at the end, it's, right? That's a ninety-second commercial. Oh my gosh!
1: How much detail do you need to go on with corn?
0: Hey, 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 green
2: giant. Hang on, let's get that whole... Yeah, Let's
1: get let's let's we're 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 doing a deep dive. This is green fascinating, guys. fascinating podcasting here.
2: Hey, 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 it might be o o o. Did that sound like an o o o instead of a ho ho ho? Let's see, green giant catchphrase. There is a 55-foot statue of the giant in Blue Earth, Minnesota, which is the birthplace of this uh, company, I guess, Green Giant. That is a big statue. It originally began as the Minnesota Valley Canning Company. It became so popular that they finally changed their name to green giant. Oh, and it has a lot better ring. I mean, they hit a good they hit a good thing there with the Jolly Green Giant. I always think of the Jolly Green Philistine. Uh, I remember uh, I don't know if that was in maybe uh, what's that little vegetable show, you know, Christian vegetable show? Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. Okay. On. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if that's where they referred to it, but I remember one of David and Goliath and watching some kids video where they called him the Jolly Green Philistine. And so every time I see the Jolly Green Giant, I always think of Goliath. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> so cool. uh, church kid mind they're thinking. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to look and see when did Santa first say, okay, remember this this this
2: date, Okay, or this year. 1908 is, is a, supposedly the first time Santa said, ho, ho, ho. Well, we know that Green Giant was introduced in 1925. So obviously the Jolly
1: Green Giant is ripping off Santa. How do you get away with that, Jolly Green? We demand answers. We demand explanation for your for your,
2: your your travesty here. We need to know. I part of me wonders though. I mean, he's jolly, but kids are kind of adverse to green vegetables. You think it was so trying to you, connect the dots? Do you think that that helped kids eat more vegetables by bringing him in? Uh, it, it very well could have. I would think that that is part of what their uh, their goal was. Let's go from vegetables and talk about fruit. What about the Chiquita banana lady?
1: Ooh. Does she have a name? Um, let me look. I don't see a name here. She's the first lady of fruit for over 50 years. She started out as an actual banana, dressed up in clothing and had a fruit hat, drawn by cartoonist Dick Brown. Until 1987, with another artist, Oscar Grillo or Grillo, recap, conceptualized her as the human woman who now graces each bundle of Chiquita bananas we get from the store. I remember watching an ad at one point where there was an actual woman, you know, dancing around yes. with the with the stuff on her head. You're watching the, uh, this the banana. Is the,
2: this is the original, where she's the banana. Bananas in a salad?
1: Give it up to what? How, what year do you think that is? That looks like seventies. I was gonna say, I think this is the seventies, 60s, 70s. Leave it to that era of TV to sensualize a banana. Oh, oh. we just oh, we, okay.
2: He, that banana went skinny dipping. <laughs> we just had a banana strip off the peel and he, jump and skinny. <laughs> he he skinned himself. Look how long, these are 90 second commercials. This is another one. It's like an entire cartoon that's going on. Can you imagine people today
1: watching a 90 second cartoon or or 90 second uh, advertisement about one thing? I mean, that is a long, our attention spans have become so
2: short now. It's crazy. Like this would be one or two commercials during a break, I would assume. I don't know how long commercial breaks were in the 70s. I know. But 90 seconds would have to be a whole to 50% of a commercial break, I would think. Yeah, it would be. I mean, most, the max number
1: of minutes for an ad
2: break is like two minutes. So here's one from the 90s where it's the, the lady, and this one's a 30-second a one. Yeah. Why does she have pineapples on her head? I don't know.
1: Does Chiquita do anything other than bananas? I mean, this says the, she's the first lady of fruit, but I don't know that she does anything else other than bananas. I just know a Chiquita banana. And I don't even like banana.
2: Oh, yeah. Chiquita pineapples. Wow. I, I think that's the brand that we buy at the store. Really? I I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I don't think of Chiquita... Uh, no, do you think of fruit brands, period? Like, I just buy fruit. No, nope. I don't think
1: of the brand yeah. that I'm buying fruit. I, man. If it's canned, maybe. But if I'm just buying whole fruit, I'm not looking at a brand name. I don't care. It's just whatever it's, there. It looks fruit. good.
2: Yeah. What about, let's give it to somebody else or something okay, else. Okay, here's one I think is is really well-known, had uh, around the Poppin' Fresh Pillsbury Doughboy. Woo-hoo. That, that, there's his catchphrase. When again, you poke his belly, woohoo! Yeah, again, that's just that's that's part of the
1: culture. Like anytime you poke somebody's belly, they're gonna do that because
2: it's just I, it's just part of who we are. Okay, I feel like we deserve to read his backstory a little too. Please do. Uh, he is eight point seven five inches tall. Okay, so he is considerably larger than Mister Peanut. He would definitely win in a I'm going to sit on you contest <laughs> and. He, that's counting his hat. Yeah. Counting his hat. He weighs 14 ounces. And uh, interestingly, the voice actor was that, that voiced Poppin' Fresh, which is the Doughboy's name, uh, is the same guy known for the voice of Boris in the... Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon. Really? I don't know if anybody else in my age range grew up watching them. Again, I like to watch old cartoons and things like that, so I watched a lot of Rocky and Bullwinkle. So I remember Boris. That was also the same guy who did Pop and Fresh, and as of today, he has been in more than 600 ads for 50 different products. Wow. The Pillsbury Doughboy, um, introduced way back in 1965... And this is what you're going for. If you're in advertising, you want brand recognition. You want people to... So within three years of his de, uh, of his debut, that would have been 1968, Pillsbury said that 87% of consumers recognized him by name. Wow. So he took off. 87% of people recognized that who he was. That is a large majority. So... They nailed it with the and Fresh Doughboy. Yeah. And I mean, he's still around today. I mean, I love those commercials where he's like hopping around on the counter. And uh, I I just, I think of them more at the holiday time. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why, but I can go back like in the late 90s, maybe. I just remember like crescent rolls, like steaming and it's like cold outside. Toaster Strudel? To- yes, Toaster Strudel. I remember a lot from Toaster Strudel commercials. Yeah
1: uh, yeah, huge. I mean, anytime a brand mascot can make you want the product, that's a win. And I think that's what makes them so iconic is when they can, they can invite you in, make you feel comfortable. And I mean, it, it makes you feel like somebody, you know, has this product and you like it. I mean, it yeah. it, it just invites you to want it more.
2: He is so famous that he has done commercials with drew Barrymore. <laughs> And the uh, Marine McCormick, who most people would know as Marsha Brady yeah. from the Brady Bunch,
1: I know he's been on the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. As y- yes,
2: he's got a huge float yeah. in the uh, which I think parade.
1: Tony has had one. Mister Kool Aid Man has had one. Mister
2: Peanut, Mister Peanut, Jolly Green, surely, right? Uh, you would think so. You would think he would. If you get to be that iconic that you make it into the Macy's Day Parade. Right. That's when you know that you've made it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, what about this one? This one always stands out. You know, we don't... This may be just one from yesteryear, but just stands out in history.
0: Mr. Owl, how many lifts does it take to get to the tutorial center of a bar? A good question. Let's find out. One, two, three.
1: <laughs> you know, we that has not been necessarily a mascot over the years. It's not like any of these others we've talked about who has a lot, a lot of staying power, but everybody knows that commercial. I mean, that is incredibly iconic. It came out in the seventies, Mr. Al for Tootsie Roll Pop. Um, not necessarily, it's probably not going to make our bracket later. It's not as prolific as some of these other ones, but I mean, how many of us know that commercial oh, by heart? Yeah. Um, and it's, that's the kind of advertising, even to this day, people are still creating YouTube videos to try to figure out how many, how takes, many
2: takes, how many
1: takes, how many licks it takes to get to the center of a tissue? They're, they're building robots. They're licking it one by one. I mean, that that is advertising at its finest, is to get to the point where it just becomes part of culture well past. That is a
2: huge return on investment. I'm going to take us back to reality. <laughs> Uh, Chef Boyardi. I was just watching a video a few weeks ago, shout out to the Weird Food History Channel, they had a, I highly recommend watching this, like 10 minutes long, but it goes through the life of uh, a man by the name of Hector Boyardi, spelled mm-hmm. B-O-I-A-R-D-I, and he was born in Italy in 1897. He immigrated to the U.S. as a teenager, worked in the New York Plaza Hotel, finally opened his own restaurant. He became famous for his spaghetti and meatballs. People were begging for the recipe. They would buy it, they would take it home, they were serving it up. It was, you know, kind of like this first, it would have to be one of the first kind of to go things that people were doing. Right. So. Him and his wife, they would make this in their kitchen. They would make up extra meatballs and spaghetti, and that's what they would then sell in jars to people to take home for the week. Wow. And that was the beginning of the Chef Boyardee company. It was really, really cool. Finally, his brothers, uh, I think he was living with a brother over here. Some of the others moved over, and they really launched the company, and it just you know continued to grow. And he actually, I, uh, I think he was in some of his own commercials, for a while, and his likeness is still seen on the uh, Chef Boyardee can.
1: Hmm, that's wild.
2: I don't know if they again. I don't see very many commercials, so I don't know if they still advertise a lot or not. Yeah, Now I don't. I guess this is going to be the problem with all of these. Like we just we we're, we're so
1: far removed from just watching a channel and seeing commercials come on. You know, most of us pay for subscriptions, and so you'll have to let us know on on comment or you know leave us a review email us something let, let us know if, if you're if you're watching cable or if you still see these these characters these mascots on tv commercials or on ads or something like that please let us know because i'd be very curious to know uh, are you a big chef boy rd fan like of the product i was you were
2: i haven't had it in years <laughs> this, is, this uh, is obviously
1: a kid thing right like it's ooh. or it's for families who are just trying to help feed a kid yeah I mean, I, I guess there's probably a lot of adults who really love it, but it's obviously, it, it seems, seems to be marketed more toward kids also. Yes.
2: I mean, I remember this commercial of the rolling can where it yeah. follows the little girl home. <laughs> yeah. This was an early 2000s commercial. Uh, but yeah, I remember that. They sell the pizza kits. Yeah. I guess that one's kind of more a family can do, but... They're they're most known for ravioli. Ravioli, spaghetti and meatballs... Um, I guess they have some other,
1: probably like something like a Spaghettios, you know, just noodles, yeah, and and, and sauce. I mean, so when you think about that, something that ties really closely to that on the other side, maybe even what you could call a competitor, is a a hamburger helper.
2: Oh, the 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 glove guy. Do you know his name? Has a name. Uh, I'm gonna guess that he's something helper. Um, It's gonna be with an H. It's gonna be like. Henry the helper, helper Henry. <laughs> um, so I think officially it may be helping
1: hand, but everyone, okay. everyone calls him lefty. Name's lefty. Oh, so oh, he's uh, a left-handed glove. It's a left-handed glove. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of surprising giving that a, a majority of people are right-handed. But uh, so that's interesting. Uh, first introduced in 1977, um, you know, hamburger helper, we, my family never really got into it. Did yours? No. But I know a lot of people that did. Mm-hmm. They loved hamburger helper. Obviously, so it's a huge thing. Huge. And you, you had to provide your own ground beef. Yep. That's why it was a helper. Yep. Me growing up, I always thought like it was, it came All, with it. It was just packaged yeah. in there, but you had to provide it. So it's basically just dried noodles, dried sauce, and, and, and some seasonings and stuff like that. Um. But yeah, when you needed a there the campaign, uh, when you need a helping hand, he only has
2: four digits. I was going to say, I just noticed that. <laughs> he doesn't have all five. So he, he's definitely got the thumb there. How helpful is it <laughs> with four digits? This is not helping. <laughs> no, it's not. So I want to know which one's missing. Like we, we know he definitely has the thumb. It's the pinky. The pinky's missing. It's got to be the pinky,
1: right? Because the other three look pretty, pretty similar. So it's got to be the pinky. Um, so the helping hand is not shy about appearing in costume. He wore Western cowboy garb to introduce chili macaroni, donned a sombrero for cheesy taco bake, embodied a ve- uh, Venetian gondolier for helping hand pasta, played a, uh, a trade toting Italian waiter for zesty and cheesy Italian and snuggled up with a black Russian fur hat for the creamy sauce beef stroganoff mix. Like, he he will just go for it every time. So helping hand. It's been everything. 3D, claymation, animated, the works. Like this thing's been around since the since the late seventies, so it's obviously had a lot of staying power as well.
2: A smile. Say, cheeseburger macaroni tonight. Say cheese <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. So lefty hamburger helper.
2: Uh, I remember when we got married, we did hamburger helper a couple times, and we were like, you know, this really isn't very good. Let's not do that anymore. And so we didn't. And I haven't missed it once.
1: So the fact that we know who he is and he's so iconic does that tell
2: uh, that that obviously goes more to the advertising than the actual product. I think so. I think so. I think that he overpromises and underdelivers as uh, as an icon. I think he's got four fingers and should not be considered a helping hand. He's not a full hand, so uh, I, why why does he only have
1: four? I, I don't know. That makes no sense to me. Why he only has four four fingers? Um, let's let's real quickly because I'm looking at a lot of cereal mascots. Okay, and we talked about we talked well, we talked about one, didn't we? Yeah, Tony the Tiger. Let's just run through a couple other cereal mascots real quick because there's there's so many of them that we could we could honestly could have done a whole episode on cereal mascots. I
2: want to give you my favorite one. I don't know if you have anything on this one over there or not. I don't have anything written down on him. Uh, Captain Crunch. Hey, you got anything right there? Okay, he's my favorite cereal icon. Favorite cereal, or just the icon? uh, Probably both. Again, that may contradict what I said (laughs) two years ago. I don't know. (laughs) Um. Yeah, Captain Crunch, uh, do you know his name? No, uh, I'm a, I assumed it was Captain Crunch. No, he's got, a, he's got an actual name. Don't is, look at my screen. But I'm not. Th- th- is his last name Crunch? Uh, yes. It so is he has Crunch. a first name. He, he has a first and a middle name. Oh, a first and middle name. Is he? And his ship has a name, too. Okay, tell me the name of the ship. The That's place like... he was
1: born has a name.
2: <laughs> okay, where was he born?
1: He was born on Crunch Island in the Sea of Milk. A magical place with talking help. trees, crazy nope. creatures, and okay. a whole mountain, Mount yeah. Crunchmore, made of Captain Crunch cereal.
2: That's see, I was—is he—is he American? Is he from some other country? I based is on he his French.
1: It does not say, but based on his name, I'm going to
2: say he's not American. He sort of has on the Napoleon outfit. I was about to say, is I, I, he French? It feels like he may be French. Okay, so I don't it's gonna know be that I've French.
1: ever heard him talk.
2: H- is his name Pierre?
1: No, uh, he doesn't have a very French-sounding name. Okay.
2: What's the the name of his ship? The Guppy. That doesn't help me in any way (laughs) at all. I have no clue what his name would be.
1: He is Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. So his name leans Spaniard, but his look leans French.
2: (laughs) Okay. Horatio what? Magellan. Magellan. Like Magellan. Yeah,
1: like Magellan. (laughs) The ship's captain, yeah. Captain Crunch, uh,
2: what is his catchphrase? I don't know that he has one. I was going to say it's they're great, but that's <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. We've already covered that one. What about
1: Buzz the Bee? Is that Cheerios? Yeah, Honey Nut Cheerios. Buzz the honey bee. Uh, he's he's kind of gone through a rena- he went through a renaissance phase too, in the in the mid two thousands. Like he was everywhere.
2: Uh, yeah, I do remember seeing a lot of him.
1: He he got urban makeovers uh, with with like Usher and Nelly, <laughs> like he was doing ads with them as well. Uh, so Buzz the Bee had a nice little. Uh, how about the the, the
2: the tricks are for kids, Rabbit?
1: Yeah, I've got I've got some on him too. Where's that at? There are so many tricks, Rabbit. Debu uh, Debu debut <laughs> debut commercial in 1958 he started his never ending quest to try the
2: f- f- sugary you like twix tricks yeah i don't like twix you like tricks tricks yeah yes. the cereal what we're talking about <laughs> did i say twix you said twix <laughs> twix <laughs> do you like tricks i do like tricks I, do too. I liked them better when they had shapes i agree now they're just all round pebbles yeah that's boring. Didn't
1: they bring back shapes at one point? I don't know. I feel like that was a marketing thing. They brought them back, and I don't know if they kept them or they got rid of them again.
2: Um, what like about Mexican pizza? Uh, ooh, those are coming back soon. People, just hold on. They'll be back <laughs> in the next few weeks. What about snack crapple and? Gosh. <laughs> Shh. You say Twix, and I said snack crapple and pop.
1: Oh, that was so good. Who
2: wants that as their mascot? <laughs> snack. <laughs> oh, my gosh! Snack, crapple. Gosh. St- <laughs> did you do that on purpose? No. I don't think you did it. S- snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, in, in China, when we were there on mission trip stuff, there was some of the littlest kids, the pre-K kids, who could not say Craig, and they kept calling me crap. <laughs> They literally oh. couldn't say Craig, so I just got called that all week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Rice Krispie mascot, yeah, Snap Crackle and Pop. Um, yeah, the they they had a little moment in the late nineties, also. Um, but they've been around for a long time. They were designed by uh, Vernon Grant in the early nineteen thirties. I was going to say, I think I remember like black and white commercials nineteen thirties. Um, and they're there to represent the on- on- a so you got the snap, crackle, and pop representing the sounds that uh, the, the rice makes, obviously.
2: Wow. They were uh, jazzy. This has got to be from the 50s. Yeah, easily.
1: That that has Dick Van Dyke and I Love Lucy written it, all over it. It sure does. Uh, yeah, snap, crackle, and pop, hugely iconic as well. Um, you've got,
2: who are some other, uh, uh, what about the, uh, the fruit loops? Oh yeah. Carrot thing. Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam. Yeah. Uh,
1: you got Toucan Sam. You've got, uh, uh, Oh, Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs guy. Fred and Barney Rubble. Yeah. Toucan Sam. Okay. Uh, debuted on cereal boxes in 1963. Uh, famously large orange red and pink and black bill sniff out his favorite fruit cereal since then uh do you remember do you know his saying you remember his 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 famous catchphrase um no gotta follow your nose i don't remember that gotta follow your nose uh animated jungle he leads kids to finding uh i mean that was the old advertising adage for all these brands back in the day if you can get the kids you can sell oh yeah sell the parents so, advertise on kids TV, advertise during kids shows. If you can get the kids excited about the character, they'll want the product. Um I remember that. In 1994, Toucan Sam shared his commercial appearances with his nephews. You remember the the nephews, the 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 younger? Yes, yes, yeah. I do know. The, yeah. the younger Toucans that would go around with him uh trying to help defeat enemies and stuff like that. Uh Honey Smacks, dig em. Was that a frog? Was a frog? Yep. 1972, he came around. Uh, so lots of cereal uh, mascots out there.
2: What yeah, else we got? Probably some of the most well-known ones because kids are oh, watching them. You know, during absolutely. Cartoons. Okay, how about the uh, how about Cheetos? Yeah, Cheetos, the mouse, Chester. Wait, the mouse. Their first mascot for really? Cheetos was a mouse. Was it really? Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Uh, but now it is, you know, Mr. Cool Chester Cheetah. Yeah. With the sunglasses cheesy. Okay, but do you remember before it became dangerously cheesy, it was it ain't easy being cheesy.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: They changed the You're slogan. Right. It ain't easy being cheesy. It ain't easy and being cheesy. I I still every now and then you can judge somebody's age cuz I will occasionally hear somebody use that phrase. Yeah. And you know, okay, that's an older individual yeah. that remembers right. it ain't easy being cheesy. Yeah. He uh
1: he was the advertising incarnation of a cool cat. Right? Yeah. Like he came around and was just this slick and, and yeah. so and we we don' Cheetos as our favorite chip. Um it edged out Doritos. Oh, that's right. But I have an update. So shortly after we recorded that episode, I found myself with a bag of Doritos and a bag of Cheetos. Okay. I had them back to back, side by side. I might have to say, I think Doritos might edge out Cheetos. Really? I think I preferred. Even though the cheesiness flavor of Doritos has gone downhill, I still think it had maybe more flavor than Cheetos. I think Cheetos has suffered the same fate as Doritos.
2: No, no, no. You're you're wrong.
1: I don't know that I can be wrong there. You're wrong. Have you had them
2: back to back recently? No. I would challenge you to try them next time you But, I mean, I've had Cheetos recently.
1: Try a Dorito and a Cheeto back-to-back. You might come around. I I don't know. You might not. But you might. What about the uh, Keebler
2: Elves? Oh, I always forget about them. Yeah, too. They they are pretty iconic. Yeah. Um, I always... It's one of the three jobs an elf can have. That's that's true. Uh, I always...
1: I I, I tend to, for some reason, I want to get them and Smurfs mixed up sometimes. Uh, I can see that. I, I, I can't explain it. They don't have anything to do with each other, but I just picture them together living harmoniously in a tree somewhere. Um, most often pictures the patriarch of the Keebler clan, Ernest J. Keebler, or Ernie. Uh, the whole crew named all sorts of clever ways. They baked uh, their their cookies in the tree, the hollow tree factory. Uh,
2: guess who created the Keebler elves? I'm going to go with the... The same guy that did the Green Giant and the other thing. You are correct. Leo Burnett, 1968. Wow. Dude dude gets around, man. Wow. I've got two more on my list. Okay. And I feel bad that I've waited this long to even mention them because I think these are two of the, maybe the most iconic. Number one, the Coca-Cola Polar Bears. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Uh, they showed up for the first time in 1922. But it took all the way until 1993 for them to debut in a commercial. Really? But you'll, and I remember this commercial where these polar bears gather together. They're watching the Northern Lights and drinking Coke. Yeah.
1: It's, it's amazing to think of a world without that character now. Yeah. You know, never says anything, but like always there, always around.
2: So the Coca-Cola polar bears. And then my last one. And I think we discussed this at one point in an episode on candy, but that's the M&M's. Oh. The M's. You're right. Because they began, uh, the company began as a military ration in World War II. We discussed that in a previous podcast. Right. Um, But the two spokes candies, M&M, they didn't debut until 1960. And it says that yellow came first and then red. But red claims that he debuted two seconds before yellow. Really? So are those
1: their names, red and yellow? Apparently, they don't have any other names.
2: Ah, at least what I found here called them red and yellow. Okay. Um. Wow. Yeah, I for, almost forgot all about those. But they are. I mean, they're still in Super Bowl ads, things like that. Oh yeah, they're they're on Macy's
1: balloons. Yes. Um. Of course, all those Eminem uh, characters uh, had a little bit of controversy. Lately, yeah, they did. They kind of got a redesign uh-huh. and some stuff like that. I don't get it. The redesign is so subtle. I don't, I don't get the point. And make. I think it was just for marketing. I think that it was for PR. They, they tried to to adjust to the culture, and I, I just don't. I think it was a swing and a miss for me. I, I don't think it was worth it. A um, couple others, just kind of honorable mentions. I don't even know their names. I just when I was doing this last little Google search, they came up. Uh, the Starkist tuna. Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Uh so you got to shout out him the uh uh Morton Salt. Uh, oh, the little girl, the that girl with the umbrella. umbrella. Yeah. The sun-made uh raisins. Oh, yep, the yep, girl in yep. the sun-made commercials. And then um oh uh oh, gosh, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the name or forgetting I had it I had it and I lost it. Oh, yeah, the Laughing Cow.
2: Oh, the Laughing Cow. Laughing Cow oh, cheese. A little Debbie. Oh, yeah, Little Debbie. How can we forget Little Debbie? She may be the most popular of them all. I spe-
1: she's having a moment right now. Yeah. Between all the Little De- Debbie snacks coming out, she is having a moment. Oh, Lucky, from, uh, Lucky Charms. Oh, Lucky
2: Charms. They're, They're so delicious. Many.
1: So many here. Um, okay, how about the Gerber baby? Based on a real baby. Yes. Who apparently, I think I read something that, that, that she... Is this she? I think it was. Just died? Like, at, from old age? I like, think so. That's how long she's been around. Um, so, lots of lots of iconic brands out there. Lots of iconic things. Uh, anything else before we hit the worsts? No. Okay. Uh, let us, i tell you what, let's not go right to the firsts or the worsts. <laughs> from worst to 1st Let's take a break from food mascots and talk about what you have to talk about.
0: We love hearing you talk about us. It's time for the best things about the best things. Want to hear your feedback on the show? Email us at feedback at best things Tweet at us at best or leave us a review.
1: Okay. So I, I, I've been itching to read some of these comments because over on the old Instagrams and the TikToks, uh, we posted a video talking about uh, a clip from one of the previous episodes. Speaking of food brands, we talked about chips. And we, we posed something that I thought was a more popular opinion than apparently it is. And that was that baked chips
2: are terrible. And I stand by it. I guess it should have joined our hot takes episode. Apparently that's what it turned out to be. Yeah. Apparently it's not as popular
1: of an opinion as we thought it was. So I'm going to read some of the comments we got from our baked chips episode, because we both stated that we did not think they were any good. They, they, they are not as good as the original counterparts. And boy, did you guys have something to say on that? Allie Moreland says baked lays are the best. WC Music underscore said baked Lay's are a million times better than regular Lay's. Whoa. Whoa. Slow it down there. Uh, H underscore A underscore N underscore T underscore Sama underscore says, huh? Ruffles baked chips and plain Lay's baked chips taste awesome. Knee dot JPEG two. <coughs> says, I honestly love the taste of baked chips. I prefer Lay- <coughs> It's got me choked up thinking about it. <coughs> I prefer... You're going to have to read those.
2: <coughs> I prefer Lay's baked chips over any other chip. LOL. Not true. Jake Quinto 5 says baked chips, two greater than signs. Like double greater. twice as great. Muhammad Mahidinov? they ate, bruh. <laughs> they are. I feel like that's an honest answer. Yeah, but, I mean they're they right. I'll take that. They're right. Bake taste. This is the good Christian. Bake tastes way better, but it's more expensive. They are way more expensive. That's true. But they're not. Better. I don't think your cost to flavor enhancement chart equals out there. Saya H Austin, baked Cheeto. That's all the comment says. I don't know if that's if you're telling us that baked Cheetos are the worst, and you're agreeing with us that they're <laughs> like packing peanuts, or if you're saying that baked Cheetos are actually good. Baked Lays. This is from Caleb Patton. 29 baked lays are goaded way better than regular. Dave Miller, 87 though. He says, okay, baked chips are their own thing. Definitely. Can't put them in the same league as normal chips. I, I don't know. Why do, why are they, in why are their they own special? Th- I, I don't know. I feel like they're, they're trying to compete directly with chips. I agree with that. They they, they literally are. They're, they're, they're literally on the market to be an alternative to chips. He says, the fake meat is awful and bad for you. Turkey bacon isn't bacon. It isn't bad, though. It just gives you mentally the name bacon. So you want and expect bacon, and boom, no bacon. <laughs> so it's a letdown. Well, I, I feel like that's the argument that we made for baked chips. Exactly. You're expecting this, and so mentally you're expecting this chip, and boom. It's a baked chip. Yeah. And then you're let down. Now, since overwhelmingly, you're telling us that we're wrong on that, though, I am going to go do a new taste. It has admittedly been a while since I have, you know, opened up a bag of the baked chip air. Yeah. And I'm going to try them with an open mind, maybe blind, and just see if, if we were wrong about this. Because I have admitted when I've been wrong in the past. I'm not too big to say that I was wrong about things. So if if I was wrong about baked chips, I'll come back and say, I'll, I'll eat my humble baked pie.
1: Because that's how you do a, a baked pie. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't, I guess to each their own. We don't want to yuck anybody's yum, right? Like we Everybody's got their own opinions and stuff. I just don't get it. If you've had a real chip, a fried chip, how can you enjoy a baked chip more? It just doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Let us know your feedback on this episode. Let us know uh, what what mascots we've missed or your favorites, uh, because now we're going to go from talking about the West. The West, man, I we're, we're both having we, problems we're, today. We're, at, we're on our third episode uh, of recording, uh, so we're, we're a little bit loopy. I understand. It's fine. It is what it is. Let's talk about the worst
0: welcome to the best things. no 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 these aren't the best things these are the worst things let's
1: get man talk about those chips, man just really got got in my soul got me choked up just talking about how how much people weirdly like them okay let's talk about the worst food mascots I'm having a hard time coming up with bad food mascots
2: okay um here's someone that puts the uh the country croc hands i don't know if you remember that or not but there was a lot of (laughs) yes i do they're like that deserves a spot it's sort of strange and creepy yeah i would also throw in i don't know that it's the mascot but do you remember it's in the same category the i can't believe it's not butter They really tried to be, like, real sensual. They did. And it was just, like, they were trying to make this sexy.
1: Yeah. Uh, (sighs) I'll also mention some that obviously have come under cultural fire over the last couple of years. Um, Uncle Ben from Uncle Ben's Rice. Aunt Jemima. Um, You've got some brands like that. Just now Pearl Milling Company. Yeah, just, you know... I don't think anybody, and maybe this is just, we come from a different culture and perspective. And so, but I was completely oblivious to that kind of stuff. Like I never thought anything about that, but obviously, you know, struck a chord with people and, you know, change, change of times and and looking back on things best to just, I mean, as a business, it makes sense just to go, you know what, let's just, let's just do away with it completely. Um, but so you could you could add those to the worst category
2: also. How about Crinkles uh, the Clown? Oh my gosh! How would that go over today? Terrifying. It comes with a free arrowhead inside the box <laughs> of, of cereal.
1: This <laughs> is <a> sharp arrowhead <laughs> sitting in a box of uh, cereal. That's sort of creepy. Um, do you remember the California raisins? No, you don't remember the California raisins? I'm not necessarily saying they're the, uh, uh, the worst, but you know, those right there. We'll put them on the screen if you oh, watch the video. Okay, the California raisins were creepy as heck. They they had their moment in the early '90s, late '80s. Um, I used to have some toys at the California raisins. Believe it or not, uh, they're they're kind of weird. Uh, just
2: design wise, it was very. Cringy. Okay, so this website, they rank the worst food mascot of all time as the produce mascots. And they say the strangest food mascots tend to come from fruits and vegetables industry. No one knows why this is, but it's probably related to the sheer number of small shipper and growers who would like to duplicate the success of the California Raisins, really? but lack a large advertising budget to do so. Wow. But whatever the reason, the produce industry is full of low-rent mascots, <laughs> usually people dressed in some sort of veggie costume, With a corporate logo on the chest. Wow. It's useless to try to decide which of the produce mascots is the worst of the worst. So instead, let's just have them race. Just have them race. (laughs) I'm going to say, I I think Chiquita Banana Lady might win that race. That commercial of the one banana where he
1: unpeeled himself. That's going to live rent free in my
2: head, man. (laughs) That is just. (laughs) We need to put a link to that 90 second Video. Oh, yeah. So people can just
1: watch. That will make TikTok for sure. It was strange. It was very strange. (laughs) All right. You got anything else worst? Uh, Not that I can think of. All right. Well, let us talk about how we shall bracket these items.
0: If you want to be the best, you have to beat the rest. It's time for the Best Thing Bracket.
1: There are only eight spots available to put in this bracket, and we've got to figure out which one of these food mascots reigns supreme. All right, you went first last time, Aaron, so that means I get to go first this time. I am going to... This is a hard one to figure out which one is the best. Um, Do we we have any certain criteria? Is there any criteria you want to meet here?
2: I, I don't. I think it's just uh, going to be, uh, you know, just some subjective stuff here. Should
1: we do it? Who would win in a fight?
2: <laughs> oh, that would be fun. But I I think I already know. Uh,
1: Kool-Aid man? Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's gonna punch I mean, he, he wears a 15XL and jumps through walls. <laughs> um, Two-inch okay. peanut boy ain't no, meeting he, he, Well, I mean, Ant-Man. I mean, Ant-Man could do a lot of damage, right? How would you like to see an Ant-Man <clears throat> movie with just Mr. Peanut though instead? Where he like just like super sizes into this. Oh, that would be hilarious. There should be like an Avengers movie of just food mascots. Yeah.
1: You want to see uh, Mr. Peanut strip out of his shell like that banana? Oh. <laughs> just crack himself open and... Let's get cracking. There's two little peanuts. Okay, we're, we're going we're gonna, to... I apologize. Okay, um... First pick for me, I'm gonna go Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. What? I'm gonna take him number one. How come? I mean, as far as an iconic
2: brand, don't put a T on that. It's Captain. Yeah, but that's it's how an you N. He's not Captain Crunch. Oh my gosh! This is what happens when we can see each other's laptops. Gosh. I'm going Kool-Aid Man. Kool-Aid Man? Yeah.
1: Okay. <clears throat> I mean, if we were talking about who would win in a fight, I think the finals would be Kool-Aid
2: Man versus Jolly Green Giant. It would have to be. I mean, I, I, I can't see any other way around it. I wish they would give us the size of the Jolly Green Giant. I mean, we know his statue is 55 feet tall. Yeah. So if that's the if that is a two-life replica, then he's going to beat the Kool-Aid Man. Yeah, I mean, a 55-foot-tall dude? <clears throat> I'm going to go Chester Cheetah. Quit taking mine. <laughs> you took Captain Crunch and you took Chester <laughs> Cheetah, and those are both things that I brought up and mentioned. Why didn't you get some of the good ones? I've, I've got a strategy for the bracket, man.
1: Come on. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to win this thing. We should have been keeping track of who who's, whose thing wins. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut.
2: Um, blah, 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 blah. let's
1: see. I'm going to say, I don't know, man. This is hard. Tony, the tiger, Tony, the tiger for number. That's three a great me.
2: pick. Number three for you. I'm going to go with the Coca-Cola polar bears.
1: Good call. You know, we didn't talk about Orville Redenbacher. He's a real person, but oh, he's on there, all their packaging. He
2: is. Um, let's see. I've How got about Larry uh, the left-handed glove.
1: No. Just because his product is terrible, I can't. I can't give him that pass. I'm Miss Chiquita. I'm. I'm, I'm honestly. I am I'm, I'm torn. I'm going to go Chef Boyardee. I think I'm I'm torn because I've already mentioned two cereal characters, Snack Crapple and Pop. <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to overload on cereal and I've only got one spot left. I want a Jolly Green Giant. Jolly Green Giant for my number 4. You got one more spot. Who do you want? Ah, oh,
2: it's hard when you only got one spot, isn't it it is i'm I'm torn between two, and that is the pop fresh Pillsbury doughboy and m M&M. and m
1: ooh those are yeah those are two <sighs> i th-
2: I think I know which one I would go with which one would you go with? I think I would go Pillsbury. That's kind of what I'm thinking too the doughboy. Just because he's got the more
1: iconic catchphrase, yep. he's he's got more notoriety. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So this means we're going to go uh, on a scale from one to ten. We're going to rank each one of them, and the winner moves on. So first up, we have Captain Crunch versus the Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, which one's the best, most iconic, whatever? Here we go. Captain Crunch in three, two, one, eight, seven. Okay, giving him a fifteen. Pillsbury Doughboy in three, two, one, Eight. seven. Okay, they tie. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to convince one another now.
2: Uh I I would say that the Pillsbury Doughboy, since he has the catchphrase, people know the hoo hoo. You know, you poke him in the belly, he laughs. Captain Crunch, yeah. I mean, what does he do? We didn't even know his name was Horatio Magellan. I mean, I did, but you know. Because
1: you looked it up. I, I mean, I knew it before no, I looked you it didn't up. know I did that did, too. Up. Nobody knew that. My that head was... is full of useless trivia. But I think I might have to agree with you. The, the, the hoo hoo.
2: Within three years of his debut, he had 87% co- consumer recognition.
1: Yeah. I, you got to go Pillsbury. Pillsbury is a huge company, by the way. I didn't yeah. realize how bad they were until I was watching this documentary. They're massive. Um, <clears throat> Kool Aid Man versus Jolly Green Giant. Kool Aid Man in 3, 2, 1, nine. 9. Jolly Green Giant, 3, 2, 1, 7. seven. Dude, we just wow. spot on agreed. I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna end up regretting not taking Kool Aid Man number one, uh, but we'll see. Chester Cheetah versus the Coke Polar Bears. Chester Cheetah in three, two, one, eight. seven. Uh, Coke Polar Bears three, two, one, eight. eight. Okay, Polar Bear is moving on. Man, you are about to sweep this thing. It looks like. Oh, dang, Mister Peanut versus Tony the Tiger. There we go. Mr. Pina in three, two, one, six. seven. Tony the Tiger in three, two, one, eight. eight. Okay. I got one in there. I got Tony. All right. Uh you want to pick between Pillsbury and, and Coke Polar Bears?
2: Uh I mean, I really don't. You don't? Do uh again, who would you choose? I, I would go Pillsbury.
1: I think so too. Yeah, I would. I would go Pillsbury Doughboy again. The same reason we've said twice already. The the polar bears have been around since nineteen twenty two though.
2: I mean that's true. They've been around forty three years longer. But they're than, seasonal.
1: You know that's a seasonal thing, and I don't know that. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. I don't know that it carries as much. All right, Kool Aid Man versus Tony the Tiger. I think I know how this is going. Uh, Kool Aid Man in three, two, one, nine. nine. Tony the Tiger in three, two. Eight. eight
2: we agree again wow
1: uh so kool-aid man versus pillsbury doughboy
2: okay here's what i would say on these where are we going i think okay. that i think that kool-aid man is probably more popular with the kids pillsbury is geared towards adults you think I mean, don't you, I mean, what kids are asking for Pillsbury stuff? I mean, I guess if you saw toaster strudels, toaster strudels, cinnamon rolls, Mm, there's some stuff out there, but but I would say Pillsbury might be right. I think I'm leaning towards Pillsbury again. Really? Man. I don't know. Nah, don't you see busting through
1: the wall? I think they both have huge cultural impact. Because they're both used in culture, in TV shows, and stuff like that. You know, anytime somebody has a
2: little exposed belly, somebody pokes it. And just, hoo, hoo. so, is there one of those articles that ranks these things that we have on this subject? A ranker article? I'm or? just curious to see. Let's see. We might have to go to them for this one because we haven't done it in a while. Uh, let's, let's I just, just don't feel like I can choose between these two. It's hard. I feel like they're equally weighted. Uh, let us know if you're, if you're listening to this, let us know which one you would put through,
1: like, let us know which one of these is the most iconic, uh, because man, <clears throat> it's really, it is, it is difficult. I'm not, this is frozen food mascots. We don't need frozen food, but it's the only one
2: I'm finding so far. Eggles. Hillsbury should be in there then. Because Captain, Captain should... bird's eye. Oh, I didn't know that they had a, a mascot. There's so many of the Gordon's fishermen. Oh, we forgot about him. Popping fresh, it's though. Popping fresh. I mean, Kool-Aid doesn't have a frozen thing though, which no. isn't really fair to them. It's not. Uh, let's see. Okay, I here's what I'm proposing. <laughs> let's do the ranking again. Okay, one to a hundred. One. To, okay. Let's spread it out. I like this. Look at this is Aaron Brooks being innovative right here. Okay. So,
1: Pillsbury Doughboy, 1 to 100. This is going to require... You're going to have to do the math on this, because we've already established I hate math. Here we go. 1 to 100, Pillsbury Doughboy, 3, 2, 1, 78. 78.
2: Are you no, kidding? Are you serious? <laughs> How does that happen? Uh, I believe that's 156. Oh, my
1: goodness gracious. Yes,
2: 156.
1: How does that happen? <laughs>
2: We go one to 100, and we still oh hit the gosh. same. Oh, my gosh. All right. Here we go. Kool-Aid man in three, two,
1: one. 81. This is going to be close. This will be very close. Oh, cool. my gosh. Is it the same
2: number. Pillsbury had 156. <laughs> Kool Aid Man one fifty five. Oh my gosh! It does not get closer. <laughs> Out of one to a hundred, how is that possible?
1: Oh, oh my goodness! Okay, congratulations, Pillsbury Doughboy!
2: Woohoo! You made it. And I would. I mean, I. I think it's that close. Like I cannot tell you that I'm hundred percent sure that we got this one right. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I could be swayed either way. Either way. Yeah.
1: Wow. That I cannot believe we got the same number on 1 to 100. That is wild. That the odds of that happening are what 1 to 200? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it's more than that, but uh okay. Well, we've talked about today's best. Now, let's uh put it up against another familiar favorite.
0: It may be the best thing today, but is it the best thing of all time? It's time for the best thing battle. <laughs>
1: Okay, we have a defending champion in Cheddar Cheddar Bay Biscuits from Red Lobster versus the Pillsbury Doughboy. Man, talk about two things going hand-in-hand, and neither one of them made by Hamburger Helper.
2: Okay. Are we only going off of Poppin' Fresh Pillsbury Doughboy, or are we including the products that Pillsbury represents? we're, we're
1: talking mascots only. Okay. It would not surprise me at all if Pillsbury products are used to make the ch- Cheddar Bay Biscuits. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, we want to go three, two, one? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Cheddar, Cheddar Bay, Bay biscuits. biscuits. Yep. It's got to be. They're so good. Two-time champion. Cheddar Bay biscuits they're really good and I think the Pillsbury Doughboy could promote them yeah so I mean you could combine them but I mean it's goat status right okay there you have it we have our winner Cheddar Bay Biscuits two-time champion it's taken down whatever the school one recess last week right Yes, and uh, and now the Pillsbury Doughboy. I was
2: trying to look here to see if the Red Lobster biscuit box says oh, if it's made by
1: a company, because you can't get these at home. Have you done them at home? Actually, yes, I may have a box in my pantry that we've never done, but here before produced exclusively for Red Lobster by Continental Mills. <laughs> So has nothing to do with with Pillsbury, but um, okay. Well, that's that's the show, and uh, man, we can talk about food, can't we? Uh, we'd love to know though what your favorite food mascot is. Did we miss one? I'm, I bet we missed one. I'm, I'm, oh, I I guarantee we guarantee, missed. Yeah. So let us know what your favorite food mascot is. Uh, tweet at us. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok,
2: Facebook. Uh, YouTube, all the stuff. Leave us a five-star review. It is still, uh, it's barely August. Yep, we are closing out August. Can you believe that September is here? Football is beginning this weekend. Oh, man, I'm so excited. I am so ready. Hoodies, bowls of chili. Man. Cool it, nights, football in the, the air. The most
1: wonderful time of the year is coming soon.
2: I Yes, it is. Uh, hey, I, you know what? We're
1: going to do this. I'm going to do something. Okay. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and write a review. Let us know why you love the show. Uh, and uh, and then email us or send us a direct message or something on the socials letting us know you've done it. I'm going to give away for the month of September, we're going to do all September long, a, a Best Things mug, coffee mug. Oh. So if you will write a review, leave it for us. We're going to give away mugs to every person who sends us a review and then lets us know. Because I, I, can't, I can't know your address just based on the review. We don't want you to put it on there. So let us know. Send us a direct message or email letting us know. We'll get your contact information. We'll send you a Best Things mug.
2: Nice. Just for the review. You can eat your oatmeal out of it. That's true. You can. Anything else, Aaron, we need to tell people? <sighs> Not that I can think of. We've uh, kind of covered it all. I think so. Except for... Restaurant mascots. Part and part two coming. Part here. two will be out yes. sometime. Yeah, we'll do it later.
1: Part two restaurants. You can go ahead and let us know your thoughts on that. Yeah, this is the rare opportunity where you know an episode's coming. So let us know, and we can incorporate your thoughts into that
2: episode. Yep. Uh, early favorites to win it. Ronald McDonald. Yeah, he's a heavy favorite. He's the Alabama. Although you don't see him much anymore. It's true. You see a lot more of the Burger King. That's also very true which is creepy as heck. He is weird. (laughs) He is weird. He
1: is super weird. All right. For the best things, I'm Craig. I'm Aaron. We will talk at you next time. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to the Best Things Podcast. If you like today's episode, give it a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on all the socials at Best Things Pod and listen to full episodes on YouTube. To hear your opinion on the podcast, email us at feedback at or tap the link in the episode notes to leave us a voicemail and you can hear your voice on an upcoming episode of the podcast.